Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Liam Maitlam, KCBS Foodie Champ at 25, Lask Chef Matthew Dolan. Good to see you, my friend. It's great to see you. Thanks for stopping by. It's crab season. It is crab season. Thank God. We were Listen, we have some big stuff to talk about. We're going to get into it. We're going to go places together. But let's talk crab firstly. What excites you most about this season? I mean, you can't argue with the fact that San Francisco boasts the best crab on the planet. And you usually see the season kick off just before the Thanksgiving holiday. This year, there were a few too many whales in the bay, which is nuts. By the way, we welcomed them, and it was lovely to see them. (laughs) It was great to have them pass by. But um, the crab fishing might argue. Anyway, the season finally happened. And again, you cannot deny that we have the best crabs on the planet. Uh, And so that's... Pretty much, that's enough for me to get excited about yeah. it. Uh, Dungeness crab, uh, what sets them apart from any kind of crab any other place? Well, I think they're, they're pretty user-friendly, you know? Like, once you cook them, they're not that hard to break down. Um, they yield a good amount of meat, and they're not overly expensive. I mean, like, the Alaskan king crab legs come at a pretty lofty price, and a lot of people, and that's a fishery that nobody wants to be a part of. That's dangerous business. I mean... So I think what sets them apart is that they're they're impeccable sweetness, and they're and we're supporting our local fishermen while we're enjoying that impeccable sweetness. A hundred different ways you can enjoy crab. You've come up with this gorgeous little crab roll, <laughs> being served at the rooftop here at Twenty Five Lusk. Uh, talk us through the process. So you get your crab. For the person listening at home, crab on the side. How do we cook it? How do we prep it? Sure. So if you're ambitious. I'd get a pot of boiling water. Don't put any salt in the water. And next to it, I'd have a big bucket of ice water. And if the crab's around two pounds, which they are, you throw them into the boiling water. You set a timer for 12 minutes. And then you throw that. Once they're done, you throw them into the ice water to stop them cooking. Then you get in there and you just maybe watch a YouTube video, you know, and just start cracking and pulling all the meat out of it. When you have all those shells left over, um, you should make a soup or you should make something with it. Because food waste is a bit of an issue, but that's another topic. Um, once you have all that beautiful crab meat, you're ready to go. Now, your local Whole Foods Market or fishery or fishmonger, sorry, um, will do this for you. Yeah. You can also just go and buy crab meat if yeah. you want to be lazy. I love that you looked at me when you said lazy. No, Thank you, I chef. didn't. Yeah, you did. You looked me right in the eye. I, well, <laughs> how can I not look in your beautiful eyes? Yeah. No, but the, the thing is, is that if, if you're, let's say you get out of work at 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock at night, and you want to go home, you have a f- couple of friends coming by, you can grab a bag of hot dog buns, you can grab a pound of crab meat, some lemons and a stick of butter, and go Easy. home, and then melt the butter and, sh- and toast off the buns and just load it up, and there you go. I mean, that, that's, to me, that's a great casual middle-of-the-week dinner, you know, or lunch. Well, I love the simple presentation. Uh, we have your crab roll here, as you say, a hot dog bun slathered in butter, lashings of butter, a uh, little uh, lemon juice to, to brighten it up, and voila, should we have a little bite together, chef? Let's have a bite. It'd be naughty not to. I know. It's a crab season. Here we go. Cheers. cheers. Small crab cheers. Mm. 
Mm-mm. Oh my god. That is crabby, buttery goodness. I mean, it's a party on your palate right there, isn't it? It is. I like to serve it with a little bit, a little cup of melted butter and some lemons. And if you like togarashi, like from your local sushi restaurant or espalette pepper, something that we just people can add and, you know, put salt and pepper out because some people want it saltier and, and more and more lemony or whatever. Just whatever works for you. Yeah. Just give people the opportunity to enjoy it their way. Um, thank you for the crab sandwich, chef. Thank you. We have um, uh, some serious stuff to talk about. Uh, I'm your friend. I'm your neighbor. And last July, uh, I saw something on Instagram, and it was a photograph of my dear friend that I love and adore, Chef Matthew Dolan, uh, in the hospital. Uh, a a moment changed your life. Thank God you are still with us. Take us back to that July day. You're on your motorbike. Where were you? What happened? So it was the 2nd of July. It was a beautiful sunny day, and there wasn't a ton of traffic. It was 11 o'clock in the morning. I was on my Harley Davidson on my way to work, and um, I you know, was an avid motorcyclist. Um, and... Uh, one of these rideshare guys, this Lyft driver, made an abrupt left turn uh, illegally. And he, in the motorcycling world, we call it T-boning. So he T-boned me, um, destroyed, totaled my motorcycle, um, destroyed my left foot, broke my uh, lower leg in multiple places, and resulted in three days of surgery and lots of implants and... Then I was told they were going to amputate, and then I was told they weren't going to amputate, then I was told they were going to amputate again. And um, to fast forward the the whole story, um, I was then actually only a few days ago told that I will make an almost full recovery. Yes, yes. We're going to drink to that, Chef, because that is joy to my ears. Cheers to you. Chef, as you know, these accidents um, can sometimes take a very, very different turn. Uh, the fact that you're still here with us and that you are walking with the aid of a lovely cane, by the way. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, thank you. You pimp. You <laughs> pimp, daddy. You. It's about time that I look like a pimp. Yes. And here we go. Uh, dream realized. Uh, but, Chef, you're walking. Uh, this would not happen without the support of your wonderful family. Well, there's two people that made this happen. And when it comes to the side, from the medical science side, a guy by the name of Sam Morshed, Dr. Sam Morshed, um, he's a wizard. And um, 10 years ago, they would have cut my leg off. This guy looked at my mangled appendage and said, I could fix that, which to me is amazing. But the real, the real hero in this story is my wife, Anne Claire, uh, because she stood by me. She, she steered the ship. She took care of business. And she did it with elegance and grace. And without her, I don't think, I don't know if I would have made it through, to be honest. And your two boys were, were there with you uh, through all of this at your side? They were. They, they had the unfortunate opportunity to see me in the emergency room. And then after the emergency room, it, it cleaned up a little bit. But, you know, you have two options. And one option is you can make it a, oh, poor me. Why did this happen? My yeah. life is over. Yeah. Or you can look at this and say, wow, that really sucked. Yeah. But... Um, but now I have the opportunity to live a better life and be grateful for what I have. And that's a lesson we're kind of teaching the kids and using it as an example is that, you know, life is fragile and life is beautiful and it may not be perfect because I don't think it's perfect for anybody, but 
but you should be very grateful for what you have because it could be taken away from you in the blink of an eye. And I came pretty close. Yeah. So I am the luckiest guy in the world. Well, it's lovely to hear. Lovely that Anne Claire was uh, with you uh, to be at your side to help you through all of this. Um, you do have the aid of a, uh, as we mentioned, a little cane. Uh, <laughs> yes. But but you're you're on a, a pretty impressive road to recovery. I'm lucky again. I'm super lucky. And you know, I was thinking about a top hat, but uh, but I don't think I can pull it off. But <laughs> no, no. Yes, you can. You think, you think so? All right. Pull anything off. But, uh... <laughs> So no, so but uh, no, the cane, the cane's great, and you know I was at physical therapy today, and they basically said you're probably another month, and then then you'll then you'll stop hobbling and actually start walking, and I can't wait to walk again. You know, we're we're glad you are, chef. Uh, Things are running tickety boo here. Twenty five lusk, the rooftop. Um, But out of any tragedy, you know, you look back in your rearview mirror, uh, and I know you form some opinions about what happened you have some perspective now looking back as to what happened that day um share your thoughts okay well this is a great question because you know i think that people have become a little bit dependent on uber and lyft it's actually uber has become a verb and i think that's tragic if you if you really think about the fact that um mayor ed lee may he rest in peace in the interest of abating congestion and traffic congestion, minimize the amount of cabs that can be on the road. But nobody said anything about 40,000 rideshare drivers coming into the city of San Francisco. And they're coming from all over the Bay Area and who knows even from further. Uh, they don't know the city. Uh, they're underinsured. And if they're not on the app, then they're only on their own personal insurance. So you're taking a huge risk when you get into a rideshare sure. car. And I think that's so, and I, I won't get into the finances of my accident, but it's not, it's not, it's not very nice. Sure. Um, but, by, but by the numbers, uh, the number of cabs, medallions, uh, went from, was it? Like a half a million bucks. Were they worth like a half a million dollars? Yeah. And now they're worth nothing. Right. And so these people, this is their life. This is their investment. And sometimes passed on by a father yes. or a mother. To a son or a daughter, you, you leave it to your son and your will, yeah. and they get it, and they can they can sell it, they can do whatever they buy, sure. they can put a down payment but on a home. Something it had value. It had value, and it should have value. These people are vetted by the FBI; they have to pass a geography test, yeah. and they have a million dollars of insurance. Sure. Whether they're on the clock or not, that cab something happens, Boom. you're good. You're covered. It's taken care of. It's covered. Not the case for the rideshare. No, the rideshare. If they're not using the app, then it's on their personal insurance. Yeah which in times can be flimsy. Sure. And God forbid that they were in an accident that year mm-hmm. and the policy had already paid out. Yeah. So you might think this person has fifty or $100,000. That's going to help repair your car or your broken leg. Um, the rebuilding of Chef but, Matthew yeah, Dover. Yeah, yeah. But, but the, <laughs> yes. But the reality is, is that if they were in an accident that year, yeah. then there's nothing left in the policy. You're on your own. Sure. And that's the scary reality. So when, you, when you're looking at apps... I, I, I encourage the people that work for me because they actually listen to me um, to use Flywheel yeah. and to use, ta- use to use San Francisco taxi cabs and to support the city of San Francisco that way. And and don't just wheel and deal because you might save a buck or two mm-hmm. on an Uber ride or a Lyft ride, but you're putting yourself at risk. Yeah. And that's my, my biggest takeaway. That and also if you have people that you love in your life, tell them yeah. because you might not get the chance to one day. Sure. Especially if you get, uh, especially if you're crossing the street and an Uber driver knocks you over. 
people. You know what I mean? Those first few, uh, those first hour, couple of hours, um, those first minutes were crucial for you. Um, you were picked up at just the right time. Had it been another five, ten minutes, it would have been very different. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was, I was bleeding profusely, and my, I had my my tibia bones were sticking out of my jeans. Um, I, I was asked when I finally came to if I knew where I was, and I couldn't answer the question. Uh, I definitely came to. I made a few phone calls from the taxi. I made one inappropriate joke, and uh, and the whole thing was just it was madness. It was madness. But it was with that one inappropriate joke we knew you were going to be okay. I, I, I that's that's maybe that's true. No, it was from the love of my beautiful wife and the mastery of Dr. Sam Morshed that I'm actually walking on a cane and that in a month or two I'll put the cane aside. But I'm back in the kitchen, I'm cooking again, and I'm relishing the fact that I am able to do all of this. Did you miss being in the kitchen while you were out? No, because I was on drugs yeah. the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really know who I was, you know? I was I was just whacked out on oxycodone for quite a while. And um, now when I was... I was I watched a lot of uh, nature shows and uh, I binge watched series. I oh, I never binge watched anything, but I heard about it, and so I binge watched like crazy. And I may have left you uh, a little goodie bag with some you goodies in there. Definitely left me a goodie bag, which I still appreciate. Yeah. I think there was some beer in there too. There might have been um, a beer in there. Listen, Jeff, <laughs> I'm I'm just tickled to bits to see you, to see you laughing, uh, to have your spirit back in this restaurant in this house, which is is the house of Dolan Twenty Five Lusk. Um, we have other exciting stuff to talk about. Your book, uh, Simply Fish, yes. revamped, re-edited, to be re-released uh, just around the corner here. Uh, what's the shift, and what will this phase two of the book tell us and look like? Well, so here's the thing. The, the book was a, it was a labor of love, and my wife and I collaborated on it. She's a brilliant photographer, um, and I'm a mediocre writer. Thank God for the editors at uh, at what was once you can Sky- you can write. Come well, on, Skyhorse yeah. Publishing took the project, but then they recently sold to Simon and Schuster. So now I have Simon and Schuster on my on my side, which is wonderful. Um, we came up with a pretty fresh new look, and um, and it's coming out in, and in paperback on March third. So I'm excited to, to, to get back behind the book, which, to be honest, you know, you write a cookbook, there's no guarantee it's going to sell, especially one based on sustainable seafood. But if you care about the planet, you care about the environment, uh, it's, a, it's a helpful tool to have around if you want to cook some fish one day. Um, and so I'm very, very excited to see it back um, on the market. And I'm really glad that the Simon & Schuster and Skyhorse people decided that they'd give it another, another turn. So. That's, that's where we are. So March 3rd. March 3rd, paperback. It'll be available. Hopefully, we'll get to see some fun demos together. Absolutely. Uh, and then just in terms of, of walking the walk here uh, around sustainability, uh, you are sort of in a league of your own here at 25 Lask in terms of your sustainability efforts. That's true. And, you know, we have a lot of, we have a lot of great colleagues out there. I mean, the Zero Food Print guys and Anthony Mayant and some of the people from uh, Mission Chinese and... There's lots of restaurants out there that are that are that have it in in that have it really figured out, and I admire what they do, and I'm 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 pushing every day. But yeah, we're you know as a certified uh, green business, we're we're you know everything is sustainable and sourceable, and everything is almost local, and you know from the chemicals to the paper products to the produce and meats and fish, we we can we can tell you the story, we can tell you where it comes from. Um, and I'm proud of that. You know, it's it's not it's not easy, and it's more expensive. And I know why a lot of people don't do it because it, it's 
cost of doing business is already very high. Sure. Um, but it's worth it because, you know, there is, I, I, I keep seeing this on social media, but it's true. There is no planet B. Yeah. You know? No, this is it. This is it. Yeah. So. So, yes, it may cost you a little more, but the question is, what are you going to leave behind? And hopefully you're going to leave behind a, a better planet, a healthier planet. And you can look your kids in the eye and go, you know what? Dad did his best. Right. There's this terrible movie called Idiocracy, and it's, it, it showcases like a garbage-covered desert planet where everything is rotten, and there's like a heavyweight wrestler who's the president of the United States, which might be an upgrade, but that's, we'll, keep that, we'll keep that aside for now. <laughs> but uh, no, but it's, there's this amazing, uh, it's, so, it's so amazingly stupid, and they feed the plants Gatorade and blah, blah, blah. Long story short... This was made in the 90s, but it's not a far cry from what might happen. And like you just said, you know, I have two kids and when they're adults and I've gone off to wherever you go after you are no longer alive, well, these kids can at least say, you know, he tried. Yeah. And that's it, you know, and we're and we're trying. That's for sure. Well, Chef, you continue to inspire me just to see you here is a wonderful thing. Um, My man. Stiff handshake, my friend. That's what happens when you walk out of cane. It's this very strong cane-using wow. handshake, you know. You're so butch these days, Chef. <laughs> um, and I have to ask you this. Of, of all the things in those days, in, in the, the great days, in the hard times, what was the one thing that you were excited to do with your kids once you knew you would be out of bed, on your feet, and going again? Was there something that you yearned to do with them that you had not or maybe have not had a chance to do since. No, it's a great, that's a fantastic question. The, you know, we as a family love going to the beach. And even if it's not to swim, if it's just to walk and get some fresh sea air and see if something's happening in the water, you know, um, one of my one of my biggest things was I, I want to be able to walk on the beach again. And when you have um, multiple injuries like mine, you're walking on the on sand is pretty impossible. And, you know, on the first of the year, we went for our, our first beach walk in six and a half months and it hurt like hell. But you know what? I we, we made it a couple made it about, you know, 40 or 50 yards down Baker Beach. And definitely. Thank God there were some naked guys running around. because <laughs> That's still happening. And uh, and there's riptides and there's people surfing. It was awesome. And, you know, and the, the weather was it was cold, but it was perfect. And being able to just take a walk as a family on the beach was was pretty meaningful and pretty spectacular. So, yep, that happened, and, and I'm back. I'm back. He's back. That's right. And cheekier than ever. <laughs> uh, Chef Matthew, I'm so happy. And just one more time, we had a little time in the kitchen together, and you put together this glorious little crab roll on the menu now uh, at the rooftop at 25 Lusk. And if you could just recap one more time uh, the crab roll and how you put it together. Yeah, it's, a, it's picked, picked Dungeons crab meat, some pimentone d'Espelette, that Espelette pepper, which is delicious, some melted butter, some lemon. We, we basically take the hot, a hot dog bun and toast it in butter so it's crispy and greasy and fill it with crab meat, fill it with some lemon juice, douse it in butter, a little bit of your favorite kind of pepper, and that's it. That I'll, is it. I'll take two, please. <laughs> Chef Matthew Dolan, the walk home. You're on your feet, and we're thrilled and very happy about that. Uh, chef's story. And we're going to share this little recipe here so you can make your own crab roll at home. All the info you need at kcbsradio.com and click on Foodie Chap. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, sir. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.